On today's show, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone spoke to the media at Yankee Stadium today, and, well, we're going to talk about some of the things that they were discussing because there's a lot to talk about. And the World Series will end at some point this weekend. Will it be tomorrow? Will it be Sunday? We'll talk about that, too. So get ready, because a new Locked on Yankees is coming up next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I wish I had bet on the kind of comments that Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman would make today. Because, oh my goodness. Oh, did anyone else watch? Was I the only one sitting there yelling at my TV whenever they answered a question and didn't really answer a question? Boone was doing that more than Cashman, I will say. Boone was really trying to be diplomatic about certain things. But then also, how I explain it, being too complimentary. He really insists that Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is a good shortstop. And the funny thing is about this press conference, they asked Boone, I think Jack Curry said they asked him 20 questions, and five of them were about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. They also asked about Josh Donaldson, and I just don't understand. Here's what I'll say, okay. I understand you can't come out and say your player stinks. You can't come out and say, yeah, he was bad this year. Yes, he was one of the worst defensive shortstops. Because according to some metrics, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is not a good shortstop. But according to other metrics, he's okay. And yet the Yankees are blowing up those metrics and trying to explain it away as him being great. He's not. I don't understand why they keep doing this. I've said it many times. He's not a superstar player. He's the stopgap. He's the guy that's there until Volpe or Peraza are ready. Peraza showed that if you give him enough playing time, he could be good. He could be good. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa cost the Yankees a couple of playoff games. And we all knew this was going to happen. It was like a slow-motion car wreck that we saw happening. We knew it was going to happen. Apparently the Yankees didn't, and I can't understand why. 
But we'll get into that when we talk about Cashman's comments, because he also said some things that made me yell at my TV. That was basically me during the entire press conference. When I wasn't saying, oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, I know what so-and-so's voice sounds like now, because certain writers, I recognize their voices from other press conferences. And then there are some writers where I had heard their voices for the first time today and thought, oh, wow, that's not what I thought they were going to sound like at all. Um, I get that Boone can't come out and say that Kiner Falefa stinks, but he also can't come out and say he's one of the best shortstops in baseball. And he was doing it all season. He did it again today. And it was just maddening. It was maddening. And a lot of the things that he was talking about or trying to answer, he sounded like someone who was asked to do like an oral book report without reading the book. And let me tell you, I know what that's like because yeah, I had undiagnosed ADHD when I was in school. They didn't really know about that stuff in the eighties, especially not with girls and boys had ADD, but they were all spinning around like tops and girls who had the characteristics of ADHD, it's just, it hits different, mostly. So I wasn't a hyper kid. I was a kid that couldn't concentrate on things. If you left me alone in my room to do homework, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I just didn't do it. I didn't do any reading in high school, which is why I failed English twice. I know, I know. Um, undiagnosed ADHD is fun. But that's what it was like watching Boone try to answer these questions that the writers were giving him. And it was frustrating. And it was just, it was frustrating and comical at the same time, because I was just sitting there thinking to myself, this is a joke. This whole thing is a joke. They asked him if he felt like his job was in danger at any point. He said, no, I have a contract. I didn't feel like my job was in danger. Maybe that could explain some of the decisions he made. I get that there were some issues with the roster and some injuries that the Yankees had to work around, but they can't keep going back to the excuse of, well, we had injuries. We were fighting through injuries, and that's why we lost. Sure, that played a role in why you lost. The roster you built played a role in why you lost the ALCS in four games. And the decisions that your manager made in game helped you lose four games to the Astros that you, there were two you could have won against the Astros. Actually, three of those games against the Astros were winnable. Jack Curry said it on yes when the press conference was over because Brian Cashman alluded to that talking about how much better the Astros were than the Yankees. The Astros didn't exactly kill the Yankees in the series. They took advantage of mistakes. The Astros aren't the same Astros as 2017. They don't hit as much. Their pitching shuts you down, sure. And they do have guys who can turn on a ball and hit a home run. But it's not the same as the 2017 team, who was just relentless, hitting-wise. The Yankees weren't killed by the Astros in those four games. There was one game where the score was... There was a wide margin there. The rest of them were all close. In this 
ho-hum, oh well, we tried, attitude was emanating through both press conferences from Boone and from Cashman. And then they wonder why fans are apathetic. <laughs> we'll get into more Boone comments in segment two, and we'll talk about Cashman's comments in segment two because there were specific things we need to discuss because, as I said, I was fired up watching this. I had to calm down, which is why it took me a while to record this. It's 7.20 p.m. on Friday night, and I needed to take a break because if I had recorded this right after I watched that press conference, I would have had to bleep myself. I'm just telling you right now, I would have had to bleep myself. I was, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. So, in a moment, we'll continue discussing the press conferences that took place at Yankee Stadium this afternoon. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and for the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So, do you think the Phillies are going to win? Do you think they might steal a game six? Or do you think the Astros are going to wrap it up? You can bet on it. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, let's pull up some of these quotes because, oh my goodness, I was really, I sang that almost like the Hot Pockets jingle, didn't I? Um, you know, like Boone said the, the normal things. They asked him about Judge. He said that he was hopeful that it's a goodbye for now when they said goodbye after game four against the Astros. And Boone said, you know, I hope he's back and that he's a Yankee forever. We all want that, Boone. We all want that. Um, Boone said, ultimately, I want to win a championship. I don't think there's a better place to come and try to realize that because that is the mindset and focus each and every year. I'm grateful to be a part of that. Again, they always say it's the mindset. They want to win. They want to do this. They want to do that. And yet. And yet. Um, I will say that I did appreciate the writers. Kind of. Not getting, not letting Boone and Cashman get away with certain answers and trying to get them to reiterate things. And. I don't recall which writer it was, and it was during Cashman's section of the, the press conference, but he made it a point because this was the other thing that was annoying me, and it should annoy you too. If you didn't watch it, look up all the quotes, and they might have clips on Yes on uh, YouTube. I didn't check, but they might have clips. Aside from blaming injuries for their issues in the playoffs, they kept talking about how good the Yankees were in the first half and really focusing on that being the Yankees and that July, August, and September were an anomaly. I brought that word back again. 
when July, August, and September was closer to what the Yankees actually were. The Yankees were not the team that was setting records in the first half. They really weren't. That was just, I kept saying it, and Abby kept making fun of me for saying, the other shoe's going to drop. We need to, you know, realize that this team is not going to finish this strong. They're not. It doesn't feel like 98. It may look like 98 for a moment, but it's it's not. And I think, here's my feeling. They weren't as good as they were in the first half. They weren't as bad as they were in the second half, but they were closer to the team in the second half than they were to the team in the first half. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. But it was driving me crazy during this press conference that they kept bringing that up and making it seem like their roster construction and philosophy around the team and reasons they signed certain guys and traded for certain guys didn't hurt them in the second half. Obviously it did. I'm trying to find the exact quote because I have everything listed here. Of course, there's too many. (laughs) There's way too many quotes. The stuff that he said about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa just really nearly made me blow my head off. As in blow up, not anything violent. Um, And he kind of got, this is Boone, he kind of got not, well, yeah, no, he got defensive because One of the writers was bringing up the fact that the metrics showed that Kiner-Falefa wasn't as good as they keep saying he is. And Kiner-Falefa even came out and said that I could be better than this. And the writer was basically alluding to the fact that maybe he's not that good. And Boone was like kind of taken aback by that and kind of stopped the writer from saying something and was just like, Well, he has very high standards for his defense, and he knows he wasn't doing well. And it's like... (sighs) And then Cashman kind of reiterated some of the stuff that Boone was saying about Kiner-Falefa. But he did say that he was a stopgap for the younger kids. And then they brought up the fact that, hey, you know, you guys had Peraza. Why couldn't you play him? And you know what? Boone couldn't really answer that. He was having a really rough time trying to answer the question, why would you keep putting Isaiah Kiner-Falefa out there when you have Oswald Peraza? He couldn't really answer the question. He basically threw it back to the front office and the guys who evaluate the kids and that he wasn't quite ready, but he couldn't say why he wasn't quite ready other than the fact that he's 21 years old. Meanwhile, other teams in baseball are playing their young kids instead of playing someone who was clearly having issues playing shortstop the entire season. There was one good thing that came out of the press conference. They asked about Luis Severino and Cashman said, yes, they're going to pick up the option. Now, Cashman technically isn't employed by the Yankees right now because his contract expired on October 31st. All signs are pointing to him remaining with the Yankees. And he joked about how he thinks he's still getting a check on November 15th. Guess he'll find out. 
So Luis Severino will be coming back. They'll pick up the option on him. There, uh, someone had asked Cashman about Hicks. And he said, well, he has a contract. It's like, yeah, a lot of these guys have contracts. And there are a lot of guys who you can get rid of. You guys were really eager to get rid of A-Rod. <laughs> you were able to do that. <laughs> get rid of Hicks. He's not doing anything. I didn't like some of the answers they were giving. I felt like it was a waste of time. It was an over an hour and a half. And it was a waste of time. Especially Boone. Because like I said, he couldn't answer half the questions. And when he did answer them, he was giving you the runaround. So, of course, they asked about Aaron Judge. And, you know, Cashman can't really answer that because Judge is a free agent. He's not a Yankee anymore. So even though Judge played for the Yankees all these years, he's a free agent. He can talk to whomever he wants and ne not necessarily has to listen to anything the Yankees have to say. Because, you know what? After this year... Aaron Judge has every right to hear every single offer he's going to get from any team who wants to offer it to him. I'm just worried that the Yankees are going to pull their, well, we tried, like they have with other big free agents. I'm hoping, because they realize how important Aaron Judge is to the franchise and to the clubhouse, and that his leadership, just his leadership alone would be missed in the clubhouse in 2023 but could you imagine the outfield without Aaron Judge or the lineup without Aaron Judge that is a giant hole and I'm not talking about him being 6'7 and 282 <laughs> and built like a superhero that you could only imagine in your brain like in your imagination he really is like a superhero he's built like a superhero put a cape on him that is a big hole to fill, and I really am so terrified that the Yankees are going to screw this up this winter, and you're going to see Aaron Judge elsewhere. Let's hope that doesn't happen. In a moment, we're going to continue discussing this press conference, and then we'll talk about the World Series, because uh, Game 6 is on Saturday. The uh, Astros are heading home up 3-2. Can the Phillies somehow win two games in Houston? Who knows? But first. Yeah. So. I did save some of these quotes from Cashman for this because. Man, oh, man. As I said, I was yelling at my TV. Yelling at them for their answers that were just. Not answers. It was like they were being interrogated by the mob or something, you know, <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, sorry. Brian Cashman said that he thought that Aaron Boone did a great job this season and that his in-game decisions were fine. That made me actually yell at the TV. I actually yelled at the TV as if I were watching a baseball game and watching a home run, except it was the opposing team hitting the home run because the groan that I let out was just, it was like watching Altuve's walk-off from 2019. 
His in-game decisions. Was he talking about the first half? Because I think Brian Cashman wasn't paying attention to the Yankees in the second half. He only watched up to a certain point because you cannot say that Aaron Boone's in-game decisions were good. (laughs) You certainly can't say it in the playoffs because, again, as Jack Curry said, three of those games against the Astros were winnable. The Astros weren't that much better than the Yankees in those games. The Yankees were actually able to keep them from scoring too much, except in that game in which he took Cole out. And I can't. Again, Boone with the IKF stuff and Cashman just lying through his teeth about Aaron Boone. You don't have to come out and say, yeah, we're really unhappy with Aaron Boone and his in-game decisions. But you, again, don't have to lie and say that they were good. It's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. And I just... (laughs) There was so much wrong with everything that they had to say. I just couldn't believe it. And, oh, yes, I would like to point out that Sweeney Murdy did an incredible job. He was the one that Boone was kind of pushing back on with the, I believe it was the Peraza question. Um, It was actually, it was actually pretty cool because he was challenging this notion of the Yankees process Cashman kept going on and on about the process behind all the moves and everything that happens without talking about the results. Because again, it feels like he was ignoring the second half in the playoffs and only talking about the first half. It was really weird. They were, I say this, how many times have I said this? They were 10 and 18 in August. 10 and 18. They hadn't been that bad in a month since 1991. One of the last years that they were under 500. I turned 17 in 1991. That's a long time for a team to be good. Because after that, they started being over 500. And then the dynasty happened. And then they've been this machine that, you know, makes the playoffs most of the time. But just short. They're just short because of the process, apparently. They don't care about the results. It's all about the process. And... I said this a couple of shows ago. They're not going to win anything if they don't make changes in the front office and in those departments, the analytics department. I know a lot of people cry about the analytics. You know, some people go too far to one extreme saying all analytics are bad. That's not true. That's not true. But you also can't be too reliant on analytics. That also can bite you in the rear end. And I feel like that happens a lot with the Yankees in the moves they make in-game, Aaron Boone, and the moves they make when they're trying to acquire players. And as I said earlier, I do appreciate the writers bringing up the Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa thing because they played a big role in why the Yankees lost, especially in the ALCS. Donaldson couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa forgot how to play shortstop. (laughs) 
And Aaron Boone was actually asked about Josh Donaldson. And, you know, someone was asking if they thought his age was catching up to him offensively. Which it looked like it. It looked like he forgot how to swing a bat. How He forgot how to hit. But then Boone also brought up the good point. And I've brought this up so many times that, you know, I should just put a sound bite of me saying it. And just press a button and have me say it again so I don't have to keep physically saying it. Even though his offense was bad, his, de- his defense was really good. For as old as he is in baseball years, his defense didn't fall off, which is a minor miracle because when you're doing that bad offensively, a lot of times your defense gets hit. But that didn't happen with Donaldson. I'm a little worried that the Yankees might believe that in his age 38 season, he's going to turn things around offensively. He doesn't have to be the MVP he was in uh, 2015 because that won't happen. But even if he's just 20% better than he was in 2022 and 2023, but that might even be asking a lot of Josh Donaldson. So yeah, it was more the same from Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. Again, they can't come out and say that certain people are horrible, but they also should not come out and say that they're good and lie to us. It's as if they think we're stupid. Yankee fans are not dumb, guys. We're not dumb, and we don't like being talked down to. We don't like being lied to, and we feel like that's what's been happening. I say this as a collective we. You're bamboozling us, just like you did when you traded for IKF and Donaldson. It was a big bamboozle, and it came back to bite you in the butt and help you get swept by the Astros in the ALCS. Speaking of the Astros, as I said, World Series, they're up 3-2. They won in Philly last night. Justin Verlander pitched better than he normally does in the World Series. Good for you. Finally, in 2022, it took you how long to do that? (laughs) And uh, yeah, so the series goes to Houston. And, you know, I mean, is it possible that Philly could win two games in Houston? Yes, anything is possible in the playoffs. We've seen... Other teams do it. The Nationals did it. I mean, the Nationals won every game in Houston in 2019. I'm still I'm still so shocked that that happened because of they were 18 and 31 at one point in 2019. The Nats. And then once they passed the first round, which was their their Achilles heel so to speak. They could never make it past the first round, and then they made it past the first round. Then they made it into the NLCS, and they won the NLCS. And it was like, are they really going to do this? But then you thought to yourself, ugh, it's the Astros. And then they won four games in Houston. So Philadelphia could, because as I said about the Astros earlier, it's not the same as 2017. The pitching is unbelievable, really. But you can hold some of those guys down offensively, and just try and work your way into the game. So I wouldn't say it's over for Philly, but I did say yesterday on the show that last night was very important for Philadelphia, obviously, because you want to go into Houston only needing to win one game, not two. But that's how the World Series is, and that's how the playoffs are, and you never know what's going to happen. But if the Phillies end up losing in the World Series, (laughs) no one expected them to even make the playoffs. 
people were just assuming they weren't even going to make the wild card. And then they have this run to the to the World Series. And it's amazing. And you can't really say anything bad about them. They exceeded all expectations. So this is a successful season for the Phillies, even if they lose this weekend. Again, I'm not going to try and predict what's going to happen because I'm really bad at that. But um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So next week, as I said, we're going to start reviewing 2022 because, you know, the World Series is going to be over and it'll officially be the offseason. I know it's been the offseason for the Yankees for a bit now, but officially the baseball offseason will be starting next week. We'll be going through all that stuff. And yeah, just expect lots of stats. And we might be looking back at specific games from the season to get an idea of how certain people did in those games. And we might even look back at certain games like, maybe we'll do a top five and a worst, like a, a best five games of the Yankees 2022 and a worst five games of the Yankees 2022, because there were some doozies in there. And there's a lot to discuss, because as I said, the season was really just first half, awesome, second half, ugh. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. Click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you all on Monday.